evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Hoopers Podcast. I'm your host, president of the Hoopers Headband Warrior, Ben Roberts. My guest today, today, my guest today is a lady who goes by many names. Actually, what? Um, George, I guess. Are there some other nicknames? That I, I hope thinking? there aren't too many names. No, I can't think of any nicknames G. for you. G, yeah, that's, definitely here, that's, G. That's one. Yeah. Um, and Amina called me Geo for a while, which I'm really glad didn't stick. So. I don't think Geo's too bad. Uh, no, it's not going to happen again. Uh, it's Georgia Elizabeth Brown. Georgia Rose Brown. Are you not Elizabeth? I could have sworn you were Elizabeth. My mum's Elizabeth. Oh, then maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> well, you've been thinking I know about your mum too well. <laughs> it's always on my mind. She's been on your mind. Georgia Rose Brown, one of our most sought-after guests. Bless you. Well, th- thank you for having me. Yeah, it's taken a while. To sort- this has been at least two years in the making. I mean, some things have got in the way in that yeah. time. I th- I, we were definitely solidly booked in for that week when COVID hit. Yeah. I remember texting you like, have you heard of this thing? But we should probably be fine. I'll just come around next week. And here we are. Here we are. All this time later. And it kind of almost feels like nothing ever happened. <laughs> like we're getting back into the swing of things. We are back in the swing of it. But it's been a very slow year and a some, year and some months. Yeah. But I think, you know, can't wait. Maybe it will appreciate now the... F- finite time we have on this earth absolutely did you not appreciate it before uh probably not it's probably difficult for me to get up and do stuff because i'm always thinking i'll just do it later or like i have a list of films on my phone yeah that i haven't watched in like five years <laughs> that i'm yeah, always you thinking had one of the slowest years to watch i know and it's like but it never seems like doing stuff to me seems like kind of a special occasion type of thing so whenever i wake up i'm like today's not so special i'll wait until a special day to watch that film but what makes a special day for you well probably doing stuff but i think i need someone in my life to tell me to do stuff and that is a role that you sometimes play in my life in what way you'll like text the group and say hey we're doing this on friday and I'll yeah. be like, oh, okay, so Friday is the day where I'm doing, that. that's like the, the thing I do that week. Yeah. Do you see yourself as like a leader? I think of you as like the leader of the girls. The leader of the girls? Yeah. I, I Not wouldn't. all the girls, just <laughs> the ones that we're friends with. I don't, I don't think so. And, and I think especially as we've all got older, we've, we've all become way more autonomous and kind of influence of films like Mean Girls where it might make us think that we need to uh, perform and group ourselves in a particular way. I think we all know more about ourselves now and therefore I wouldn't say I'm a leader. I wouldn't be able to say that anybody else is a leader. I think we're all leaders in our own right. Maybe. You're certainly... A very benevolent leader, if you are a leader. <laughs> Certainly not a mean girl. Well, I really like to organize stuff. Yeah, well, um, I think that's part of, the, yeah. part of the battle of being a leader is just that someone in our group always needs to say, this is what we're doing on Saturday. Yeah. 
and you do that sometimes. But you know, I haven't done that for for a really long time. Actually, I haven't organised something in about a year, well, probably since my birthday last August. Oh yeah. I just I don't feel like you've done enough. <laughs> probably time for someone else. More, to... more, more, more people have been. Uh, more people are organising stuff. Other people get there first. Let's put it that way. Yeah. 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 I think uh, you have a lot of get up and go. I like to be busy. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I definitely lack. Really? Yeah, I definitely lack that uh, that drive to. But well, I definitely lack a drive to get out of bed in the morning. I mean, being in bed is really, really, really nice. And yeah. if I could stay yeah. in bed all day, so I would. comfy. <laughs> Do you think maybe we should make our beds less comfy? Yeah, I think it would. Probably, nah, definitely not because sleep is valuable. So, you know, you need to have a comfy bed to get a good night's sleep. I saw a, a Facebook advert for mm. something the other day. Yeah. And you can never tell whether these things are, are right or not because <laughs> I order a lot of that stuff and then it comes oh, and no. I'm like, what is this? It's like half the size <laughs> of what I thought it was. All for ads. I know. I am a sucker for those ads on Instagram ads as well. Anyway, I saw this thing. It's kind of like a mat with pins in it. Yeah. And you well, lie on uh, it. Oh, yeah, one of do you, those. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. No, exactly. <laughs> do they work? Well, it doesn't look like they do to begin with. But they, tell me, did it... What the advert said is that uh, you lie on it for like 20 minutes and then for the first two minutes it's like searing pain mm. and then your body relax your muscles relax into it and it works kind of like well it's like acupuncture yeah 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 so i was thinking of getting it oh my god <laughs> i wanted to see what you thought first well i know that a, co well, a colleague at work has bought one for herself and i know that she's used it but i don't use her as a best source of like, ah. authority on these types of things. Okay. I mean, oh, just try it, buy it. Yeah. Don't like it, send it back. I could. Yeah. I mean, I doubt the company actually exists. It's probably just some bloke <laughs> in a basement paying for Instagram ads. Yeah. I. Um, why do you want a bed of nails? It came up on my Instagram. Okay, and therefore. I do, well, I do a lot of like stretching and like mm. I lie on my back quite a lot trying to like center my back muscles. That's good, Evie. I don't know if that's a... I d I've never heard anybody say that they need to center their back muscles. Well, yeah, my back, I, I get quite a lot of pain in my shoulder blades. Yeah. And sometimes it manifests itself like... Uh, if I start running or in a football game or yeah. something, I suddenly feel this searing pain in my shoulder blades. That's horrid. So I try, and, pre I try and prepare for it by mm. doing these back uh, stretches. Are they self-taught or have you looked it up? I guess they're self-taught. Well, I know probably someone told me that I need to like straighten my back against the floor. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's part of my physio stuff. Yeah? Yeah, stand against the wall. Um, the folks at home can't see that you're no, doing like a starfish <laughs> with your hands right now. I wish everybody could see, but um, I'm, I won't be able to describe it properly. But it's it's very helpful for people, all of us who live such sedentary lifestyles. Like mm. You need to stretch your body out. Yeah. And therefore lying on the floor and centering your muscles sounds like a really great thing. Someone was telling me that the reason we get knee pain or leg pain 
knee joint ankle pains、mm. is because evolutionary evolutionarily. Definitely. <laughs> we used to、uh, just wander the desert for like thousands of years. We were just walking all day, like every day. Like the nomads, nomadic、yeah. people. So now we we're used to walk. Like we should be walking as a species, rather than sitting down. Rather than sitting, we shouldn't、yeah. be sitting no, down. Our, our bodies aren't made for the, for this, and. Uh, that's more of a reason for why I want to change my job because I'm sat all day and I hate it. You want to get get out there, yeah, in, in the action. Yeah, be in the heart of it, moving about, and just yeah. I'm.、Um, I started thinking about my work and how I don't like it. So let's change the, the conversation. <laughs> okay. I think of you as maybe like a, a gardener or something. I'm, I've become a gardener. Yeah. I never was. I always thought of other people as gardeners, and I thought, great, you're a gardener. And now in lockdown, like probably millions of other people found the wonderful beauty that nature provides, and like I'm so lucky to be living with someone who has a garden. It's not、mm. a grassy garden,、um, but we created spaces to, to grow things, and the wonderful magic of planting a seed and watching it become something incredible is just. I'm not sure if I have enough patience for the planting the seed. I'll buy it when it's quite young. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can do that. Loads of people do that. Loads、yeah. of people can't be fussed with the seed planting. What kind of stuff would you plant in a place like this where we don't have? Um, would, it, would it be like windowsill plants? Yeah, and you've got a balcony, and I don't know whether you're. It looks like you would get a lot of sun. Yeah, and you you can be so creative with.、Um, we were like、planning on. Yeah, we were planning、levels. on getting those baskets that hang over the yeah, sides. Yeah, do it, do we it. It will be beautiful. It we haven't、so、quite、great. transformed the balcony yet. We're thinking. Good of, things take time. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get a rug. I think for the balcony. Yeah, or like a outdoor mat. Yeah. Kind of thing. Pourquoi? Because、uh, the floor doesn't look very nice. <laughs> We're also thinking of like jet spraying it. Or it might be a kind of can't polish a turd type.、Situation. Exactly, because I look on YouTube at people jet. What do they call jet washing? Yeah. Jet washing their like old steps and stuff, and afterwards it looks amazing. Yeah. But then also I know that the the all the failures from the Instagram adverts are in the back of my mind, where I'm thinking actually what's going to happen is I'm going to spray it and it'll look exactly the same. Exactly. I think yeah, avoid the jet wash and the the mat is definitely a, a good.、Solution. Maybe just try scrubbing it. Time. Or just brush it. I mean, paint could, over it. Could, well, painting would be good, but then you need to brush all of the off the the floor. The bird. Oh, I didn't know that was bird. Shit. I was just. I think saying, there's a like, bit of bird. Shit. Shit. Okay, yeah, definitely get the bird, bird out because I think that's acidic and、oh. um, might not be good with the paint.、Mm. That's all. That's also a worry. Where if we get a mat and birds come and shit on it, how are we going to clean that?、Uh, well, you've got to put stuff that will stop the birds from coming, like a scarecrow, or get a cat. Ah,、uh, what? And just put it, park it out there. <laughs> Just leave the door open and let it, you know, walk outside a bit. Are you allowed to have pets here? I think so. Yeah. You get a cat. I was. I think I looked it up online. How do you get pigeons to stop shitting on your balcony?、Yeah. And it said that I need to build like a、uh, 
I need to get a crow. Okay. Maybe not a crow, maybe an no, eagle. An actual. <laughs> no, no, but like a toy one that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. dangles from the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them. There's one on my cycle to work and it looks really effective. Yeah. yeah it's just like a, just you can get a bit of fabric in the shape of wings and put it on a. She's starfishing again, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so like my, can you see my, my sleeves are slightly oh, yeah. wavy. Yeah. Like, flapping like wings yeah. yeah maybe i could stand out there and be a pigeon <sighs> deterrent one day <laughs> we do need to have a housewarming party here one yeah when's that gonna happen i don't know are we allowed to do that yet uh 30 people outside six people inside Th we're not gonna fit 30 <laughs> people out on that balcony i don't think <laughs> i mean what would be the maximum number of people you could get out there i'm thinking it's gonna be a smoker's section okay yeah. it's gonna be like or comfortably. What, no one smokes anymore, Ben. Do they not? No. Oh, I thought everyone still smokes. No. Do you not smoke? I feel like I still smoke. I feel like I'm one of the last oh. men standing. Do you, are you, and do you happy to continue? I like smoking when I have a drink, um, but I know it's not good for me. And I know that I Okay, would, so you're conflicted. And well, I'm going to stop until I get pregnant. That's my... You're going to stop until you get pregnant? Oh, no, blah. The other, the other way, way around. around. Okay. That, I'm going to keep on going. I'm not going to stop. That was a very troubling thing you I just know, said. I know, that poor little baby. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Pregnancy on the brain, is it? Ah, uh, big time. Yeah. It happens. It's like a really natural, natural, instinctual thing that has occurred with me in the past two years. Really? And do you, do you get those... I would certainly I like children. Mm. Uh, I like when I play with my niece and nephew all the time. I kind of think, yeah, I'm good at this, and I, I uh, you know, kids like me, and I, uh, I would, I think I would enjoy having children. Yeah. But it's very difficult for me to, when it really comes down to the nuts and bolts. Well, it doesn't come down to the nuts and bolts because I don't <laughs> even have a, a you girlfriend. You tell me you don't have. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the nuts and the bolt. I, mean, I have you, some nuts and a nuts. bolt. I have some nuts and a bolt. Okay. Not sure whether they, what the rusting is like on those things. <laughs> but the, in terms of, I have the equipment. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure whether I would actually be able to be mature enough and yeah. uh, uh, like orderly enough. Mm. Although I think parents aren't that orderly. I mean, I know some people who... My friend from home had a baby uh, at the start of like, so like nearly a year ago now. Mm. And he's not the most orderly fella. And I don't think a lot of people are. And, and also like, no, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Like... I think it's a sink or swim kind of thing where when the baby comes, you just kind of go yeah. on instinct and it's almost autopilot. Yeah. You'll so, be amazing, Ben. And you will be a great dad. It's just whether so. it's the right time for you now. Yeah. I mean, right now, probably not because you need, it takes two to tango, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still looking for the, for the lady part. How, the, how, how, how the is lady the lady part with her lady parts? How is the lady part situation? Uh, it's, Ooh. oh, the lights just changed in here. Is check. that because you wanted me to, is that a no, it's because <laughs> to change the subject? It's because the lights go blue when it rains outside. No way. Yeah. 
What? That's crazy. Yeah. I don't believe you. So it must be raining. Yeah. I don't believe you. Yeah, 100%. How does that work? I'm not sure. Steph's put it on. You can either take it on or off that So is it, is it, does it work by like weather apps? So if the weather Surely, app is yeah, it's, it's raining. Well, it's connected to the Wi-Fi. Okay. So it has some kind of intelligence yeah. built in. It's not it. like there's a sensor outside. I don't think so. No. But I'd be lying if I. In our dreams, we want outside ones, and uh, our flat is just going to be covered with these lights because we love them. I love playing with it. I just change the colors all the time. It's, it's a really nice thing to have, actually. I might suggest to James that we get some mood lighting. But back to lady situation. Tell oh, yeah, me. sorry. Well, I'm <clears throat> back on the apps, mm. but I'm kind of in the stage where I'm still a bit shy or not really sure whether I want to talk to these. I don't think I'm going to find my lady on an app. Um, I think... It depends what type of situation you're looking for and what type of lady, maybe. Are you saying it's just pond scum on the apps? It's just what? Pond scum. What does that mean? Oh, pond scum. Yeah. Oh, I love that terminology. What, the <laughs> like that's, that's slick on the top. <laughs> <laughs> that's jokes. Um, I don't, you know, a lot of us have been through the whole dating app process mm-hmm. and some people have been lucky and others not so lucky. Therefore, you know, evidence shows that it's perhaps a 50-50. I think it'll work for some people. Yeah. And I think I'm not one of those people. Why do you think that? Because I think it takes me too long to... Um, I always struggle to articulate what it takes me long to do. I guess trust someone. Okay. Or like get to know them on a level where I'm interested by them. Yeah. I feel like I'll take a, I'll take the people I work with as an example. You know, <laughs> I'm not looking to, I'm not romantically interested in any of them, but I'm just, this is, uh, for the first like month and a half, I like barely talked to any of them. It was just quite surly, I think. Reserved. Reserved, I would rather. It was a better way of putting it. You yeah. weren't being rude to them. I don't think I was being rude, <laughs> but I was certainly not inviting. I wasn't. I didn't have a very you inviting manner about myself. You weren't standing there with open arms. I wasn't quite my flamboyant self. <laughs> and then after a while, and now I really love everyone on the course, and I have a lot of great friends. That's really nice to hear. But it does take me a long time to. Uh, feel like I, I don't know when it takes me a long time I guess just to know them yeah it takes me a long time to get to know someone is it is it a trust basis yeah yeah I think when I meet someone on the apps I'm always struggling to picture them or like pl- place them in life mm. it's always very much like I see them for the dates that we organize yeah and then we go on the dates, and that's almost like this other world. Okay, that's quite interesting. And then I come home, and the, then the other world is over. And then I compartmentalize it until the following Friday, where we go on another date. Yeah. So I struggle to bring that world together. So you're, like you said, you're compartmentalizing stuff, and there's no continuity yeah. between your dating life and your day-to-day life. Yeah. So do you... 
are you the type of guy to text in between dates? Like, text all the time? No, not all the time. I mean, if I, uh, if I really like them. Yeah. If we get to that stage, and obviously I get to that stage sometimes. But usually, I mean, I will text in between dates, but mm -hmm. I'm usually, I'll see the text and then leave it five hours because I don't really want to talk to them. I mean, that's fine. You don't have to. I'm just kind of going through the motions, I feel like. Yeah. What, what would be the ideal situation for you then in terms of getting to know somebody and somebody that you would want to settle down with and think about having a life with? I guess it would be to meet someone that I already somewhat know. Yeah. But not like, well, I mean, I guess the closer you are, the the better the connection would probably be. Yeah. If, if you did eventually uh, fall in love. Yeah, and you've you've like missed out that um, that whole stage phase of getting to know people in terms of opening up yourself to them. I mean, the reason why I stopped using the dating apps is because I realized that... You were too good for them. <laughs> Might be an element of it. <laughs> but uh, the idea of just, just familiarity, having something in common, having mm. shared similar life experiences... Um, but also like on an individual level, being able to empathize, I think is a really big aspect of forming a bond with somebody is being able to put yourself in their shoes. Mm. Um, well, and you were struggling to do that on the apps? Yeah, I think an element, I mean, I, I do, I do, I mean, I'm an incredibly emotional person. And I do try and like overanalyze everything all the time, but, for me, the biggest letdown from all of the dating apps was like, you know, you, you form a good, what you think is a good relationship with someone, but then you realize you're actually like from two really different worlds and you're trying to create one world together. Right. And it just wasn't really working for me. I think I'm just thinking of one relationship in particular. Yeah. <laughs> Basing my whole You don't have to name names, but... I mean, unlikely they'll listen. It was a long-distance relationship, which I think... That you met on the apps? Yeah, so we met on the app in... So presumably Lisbon. you were within proximity once. Yeah, yeah. It was old Tinderino. Yeah. Um, that was whilst I was in Portugal. I, I also used You lived in Portugal, did I you? I lived in Portugal. Why don't, you, <laughs> why don't you tell the folks about that? I can tell you about living in Portugal. Yeah. It's... Have you ever... Well, yeah, you are living away from home right now. I guess. But yeah. you're not living in a foreign country. Not in a foreign culture. Culture. That's important. Yeah. Have you ever lived in a foreign... I country? lived in New York for a year. How did you find that? Really good. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, it's a familiar culture in New York because you've seen it in films and yeah. And Americans are exactly how they are in the films. <laughs> caricatures of themselves. They really are. Love yeah, it. They're all caricatures of themselves. Did you have a job? No, I was just there? doing uni. You were doing uni. Yeah. Okay. So you, you had a definite plan for when you were out there. I suppose so. I had a, a structure to my yes. life, even though... I neglected that structure at times. <laughs> well, that was your own choice. Yeah. But that structure was in place. So I, 
I moved out to Lisbon with, you know, the, the, the dream to become a chef. That was my my journey that, that I sounds like a good go dream. I, it, it was at the time and I really needed to have a creative outlet, have creative control and creative outlet and do what I really like doing, which is making food and serving it to people. And also Lisbon was like really exciting place to be at the time. I've got an affinity with Portugal because I've grown up going there in the summers and right. I love the culture. I love the language, even though it sounds a little bit weird and Eastern European. And, and I like I like the people and of course the sunshine and cheap gin and tonics is also a nice thing. I know one Portuguese phrase. Yeah. How's your Portuguese? Any good? Uh, eu falo um pouco. Sim. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I know, uh, ai caralho! <laughs> Can you say that again? I think I'm getting it right. Ai caralho! Is that Italian? I'm not sure. We have a Portuguese a striker in my football team and he's always shouting that at me. Caral, caralho. I don't know it. Can you, do you want to look it up? I don't yeah. know what it means. I think it might mean like <laughs> or something. Uh, great. I should add that to my phrases, my Portuguese phrases. He's a very angry man. Caralho is a vulgar Portuguese language word with a variety of meanings and uses. But now, does it mean then, like, what's the derivative? Where's uh, literally, it is a noun referring to the penis. Mm. So it means d basically. I suppose so. And he's hey. not far. Ay, caralho. I got taught by a waitress, where well, I was also working as a waitress, um, for a restaurant in Lisbon called Moule and Bier. So it was okay. a... Uh, Muscles and beer. Yeah. Is it? Good. Yeah. It's not, it ain't Portuguese though. Uh, that would be French, is yeah. it? Yeah. So it was run by a, a Portuguese guy, but he wanted <clears throat> um, to do the whole, I guess, Belgo in, in the UK. They did the whole bit muscles and chips and beer thing. And they were really bold in hiring a pretty much like no Portuguese speaking English person mm. to wait tables to Portuguese people. And a lot of Portuguese people from my own experience are very proud and want to speak their own language. Right. And especially when I was there in Lisbon, a lot of people were perhaps, they, they had become more um, or like wanting to preserve their own culture because there was a huge influx of international people and as a result of that their own culture gets diluted so therefore you know I couldn't be in I couldn't go up to them asking them what they wanted to have for their dinner mm. speaking English I mean how would you feel if you were sat at a restaurant in your hometown yeah. and you had someone come over to you and ask what you wanted to eat in English yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> there is a bit, there's a big, uh, there's always a to do on Facebook with someone saying, oh, can you believe all the English that's getting spoken in da da da? Yeah. Yeah. So and I guess that's that. quite a bigger story for your hometown. Yeah. Well, we don't uh, 
it's kind of mixed. I mean, there's still a big, uh, I think our town in particular has a big Welsh. They really try and keep the language at the forefront mm. of everything. But not everyone is like that. English is very acceptable, I'd say. That's that's nice. Well, I was I was helped by the, so the you were other waitresses. So you were waiting tables, but you yeah. were aspiring to be making the food. No, I was. I needed money. Okay. <laughs> but when you say you went out there with a the dream of of becoming a chef, of becoming a chef. Yeah. So this restaurant was just kind of something to do in the meantime. Yeah. So I got the job in December after being in Portugal for what two, three months, and I was working. I was so lucky on the day that I. So the day after that I arrived, I was introduced to a group of people, one of whom was a chef. And he was just so cool. And he was really into his whole conceptual dining thing. And I loved the way that he spoke about food. And it was, I mean, quite like raw and gritty, which is not really my style. I'm mm -hmm. a little bit more dainty. You're a delicate food maker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he. But the more I got to learn from him and, and be with him and experience his way of cooking, he he was so delicate in the way that he created his food. You got to have a lot of finesse yeah. to be a good chef. But but also just like just treating ingredients with respect. I know that. <laughs> Why do you laugh? Well, to me, that means it sounds ridiculous, but I'm sure, I'm sure like people who actually know anything about making food, that makes perfect sense. Well, it's just about, you know, firstly being, being thankful that you can acquire a really nice tomato, for example, or a really fresh mackerel hot off the boat. Yeah. And then, you know, that that ingredient deserves to be treated with respect. So, you know, you you cook it to the best way that you think it should be cooked. You make sure that you use as much of that ingredient as possible. No waste, hate waste. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, I don't actually know if you can eat tomato tops, but you can eat the green bits of strawberries. Don't ever can chop. You? the green bit off a strawberry. Ah. Firstly, it's a f***ing waste of time if you're preparing strawberries. Does it not get kind of tough by the yeah. by the stem? Just chew it. Yes, I could. It's like extra bit of fiber. Okay, you've convinced me. I'll give Just it a go try. next. I'm going to give the first one a go and yeah. then see. And then another one I'm going to bring my knife to the table just in case. <laughs> just, yeah, you know, you've got to have a backup. Yeah. Another one is um, kiwi skin. Oh, you eat the kiwi skin. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to peel the kiwi. That's going to so be chewy. You can just bite it like a, an apple. Really? Yeah. My but I think it's particular types of kiwi, and I can't. I'm trying to remember who taught me. Who taught me this? They were a very great person to teach me that because it changed my life. Um, but back to the food stuff with Shay. Great working with him, but. He, he had his own project going on and he, you know, work was sporadic. I had no structure. I had no, you know, it wasn't like I was working for a restaurant where I had my shifts and I was required to turn up at a particular day. You know, I was, I was waiting on the jobs to come in. 
And when you find yourself in a new city, you're trying to figure things out. You're also trying to find a home. There was nowhere to live. Really? There were so many people in the city when I arrived, students and people coming to find work, trying to find, I lived in a hostel for two months along with lots of other people who are in the same situation as me. Oh. Um, and it was quite nice because we formed our own little like, band of yeah. home, well... Scallywags. Yeah. Um, and eventually, I guess, like not having that structure, not being able to acquire a particular type of job that I was looking for, but then also realising that I didn't want to be a commercial chef. It's not me. Like thinking of Shay and the rawness and the grittiness, I think you need to have that type of attitude and behavior in order to succeed. Okay. So then you start, what, seeing yourself as a different kind of chef or abandoning that dream altogether? Abandoning the dream. And how long had that been a dream for you? Um, I started exploring it that year or the year before. But right. I've always loved cooking for people. Yeah. So then I guess it was like thinking about what my my passions were and what like a base skill set was and then and then pursuing that. Yeah. Um that must have been a very crushing realization. Yeah, it was and it was quite brutal actually. I was in okay, I was in Tasmania. What do you mean, in Australia? Yeah. Um, right. So uh, whilst I was living in Lisbon, I was really lucky to travel to Australia with my dad and my sister to visit my brother who moved out there. I didn't know you had a brother. Oh, well, because he's been in Australia this whole time. Uh, I haven't met him. Yeah. Miss him dearly. I couldn't have imagined myself saying that when I was 16 because <laughs> we hated each other. Um, he's older. Yeah. But... Yeah, we we were yeah we got to fly to Tasmania and drive up into the Tarkeen rainforest. It was really cool, and we stayed um, in a place where there was no no mobile reception. Oh, nice. I haven't, I can't, I can't remember the last time I've been yeah without that. The last time I would, I went to Cornwall with oh yeah the, the people the people. And there was no mobile reception for like miles. Oh, great. It was, yeah, it was really freeing. Yeah. To be able to, it's almost like, uh, because you are losing something. It's almost like I've, I've heard uh, people that go bankrupt describe mm. it as being freeing. Ah, oh, interesting. Like free from their burdens. And, uh, but I mean, you get a lot out of having your phone, but it's kind of, it being taken away from you just really simplifies your life. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I can't go on Twitter. I can't go on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. All that mindless scrolling. Yeah. The, the, the one issue for us, though, is that we were traveling with my dad, who, you know, is the fountain of knowledge, supposedly. And whenever there's a question around something, a statement will be made by he. And we did a lot of fact checking with him and a lot of it was fake news mm. but whilst we were in Tasmania there were all of these statements being made and there was just no way of knowing and then right. you're, you're just like <laughs> hyper aware of <laughs> is this true or is this not I feel like my knowledge is built up 
almost entirely of stuff that could very well be false. <laughs> I mean, isn't that just life though? Did you know that uh, in a lifetime a bee will make like half a teaspoon of honey? Oh, that's so sad and sweet. Well, yeah, I'd be pretty disappointed in myself if I was that bee. <laughs> but then if you think about the ratio of, you know, bee to honey, that's quite, that's quite a lot of honey. You're making like, what, about as much honey as, as, your, as your, your mass. Your mass. Yeah. Surely I piss out more mass than my body in a lifetime. Uh, yeah, but then also think about how long they live. Oh no, but then that's still body I? mass life. Yeah. Uh, in the science museum, they tell you how much you we don't they? Oh, do they? You can go and find out. I will. Yeah. Millions of litres. Or maybe one of the folks at home will text in and tell us. Oh, yeah. Did, did you forget there was an audience? <laughs> is this live? <laughs> it is not live. This will be heavily edited. Okay. Heavily redacted. Redacted. Yeah. Um, so hang on, you're... You, in Tasmania. You're in Tasmania. And my dad, because we were being what families do sit around and talk what my family do at least and we were sitting and talking and of course that was the only thing that we could do because we didn't mm. have any reception and it was really nice and my dad just basically said yeah you're not meant to be a chef and I don't know whether it was him I think I had already come to that realisation myself right and maybe my dad was telling me what I wanted to hear and maybe what you needed to hear what I needed to hear as well I wasn't in a particularly good headspace as well and I think I just needed more structure mm. and pursuing a career in cooking where you know it's a fucking tough life and hats off to the amazing number of chefs crazy that stress it. yeah crazy stress yeah when like, I watch Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares I'm like <laughs> why would anyone do this to themselves blood boiling yeah but it is achievable and and i think it's all to do with you know it's just like anything in life it's 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 your approach it's your your project management it's it's your attitude yeah. it's it's also being being lucky at the right time <laughs> yeah another aspect but cooking then wasn't for me but my it is part of my 10-year goal right aim. okay so uh, did you leave Portugal at that point? Um, uh, uh, no, I went back to Portugal okay. January, February, March, April, and then April. It's like I gotta get out of here. Okay, but you were kind of you were doing it, but you kind of knew that you were eventually going to stop doing it. Um, so I stopped doing the cooking stuff and started doing more PA stuff for people who were working in food. So I worked right. with a woman that ran a um, food tourism company. So people would come to Lisbon and be like, I want to learn how to make a pastel donata. Or I want to... I would like to learn how to make a pastel donata. Would you? I uh, mean, I've never heard of it, so... I've had a Portuguese custard tart. Okay. Had one before? I've had a custard tart. Then I guess that might... Is it like crispy flaky pastry that you've had? Uh, or is it more like stodgy? I was thinking of stodgy. Okay, yeah, no, you haven't had... Oh, next time I see you, we'll have 
pastel donatas. I will insist upon it. We're not far from Stockwell and Little Portugal, where there are oh, yeah. mountains of pastel donatas. Do they I'm really? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go on a little trip. Well, now that things are opening up again. Exactly. So at this point, you're having a bit of an identity crisis, are you? Yeah, big time. Okay. Um, it was, yeah, who is Georgia? What does she want to be? Have does you, she want to live in Lisbon? And have you found answers since to those questions? I'm getting there. I think so. I'm just going to have a sip of my gin. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> mm. I guess it's what a lot of us are going through. I think COVID has kind of brought all of that more starkly to... I think that's why people are... I don't know about your life, but mm. in my life I'm seeing people broke up a lot over the last year. Well, it's really sad. Because I think that people sometimes didn't stop and think... had have enough time to stop and think and yeah. think, what do I want? Is this what I want my life to look like? Yeah, that's a really good point. Breakups aren't the worst thing and they can actually be the most empowering thing yeah because you've made a good decision for yourself based on what you need in your life yeah i think that i don't know are you sure in your own identity are you sure me with your yeah no i've always kind of felt like uh i've always hated when people say stuff like Oh, well, that's just me. I'm just, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, especially when it's like a bad thing. Yeah. I'm like, well, you could just n choose not to do that bad thing. <laughs> Such a good point. Americans were the worst at it when I was in America. Oh, God. They were I like, oh, that's just me. I just I <laughs> don't do the dishes. I was like, well, you could just, <laughs> just do them. But especially when it's like a really physical thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, very, Americans say all the... A, a good couple of Americans said to me, like, sorry, that's just me, I'm selfish. Really? You don't have to be selfish. Oh, that's a bit icky. Yeah, you, you can <laughs> always choose not to be selfish. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. I guess it's also like being, you know, we get stuck in habits. And being able to break a habit is is a, one of the hardest things to do but once you get into the pattern of you know trying to change it then yeah. it becomes a new habit so thinking about you and getting out of bed like the I, thing to do is to keep getting out of bed or or to make getting out of bed easier for you therefore one thing that really worked for me when i just wanted to sleep all, all the time was to put a alarm clock the other side of the room right so i actually had to physically get out of bed to turn it off and then that's that's the first step yeah. physically out of bed and therefore you know your senses are a little bit more awake because it might be cold um you're yeah you're just a bit more alert and therefore it's a bit easier to get started with it's a pretty good idea being out of bed yeah i think so i think it's uh, i went to see Darren Brown once. Oh, lucky you. The, yeah, I've seen him a couple of times actually. I really like Darren Brown. And guy. he said, the point of that, of the one that I'm thinking of, he kept saying, uh, life is all about the stories we tell ourselves. Okay. So it's all about being selfish is 
Is it only a thing because you keep telling you keep yourself? Keep telling yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If you keep telling yourself that you're a giving, generous, benevolent person, then you'll become that. Yeah. I, of of course, the the rep, rep, repetitive element of it. And have you heard of something called what? Well, it's like it's visualizing. Right. So if you like visualizing and and, and affirmations. So if you visualize that you are going to become king of the world and you tell yourself every day yeah. that you're going to become king of the world then it's more like i mean no one's ever going to be king of the world because it's quite a complex thing. okay well you've crushed my dream as soon Sorry. as it's begun <laughs> what like so say i don't know what's the dream of yours what's a dream of mine it's difficult to have dreams when you're 30 no, never stop dreaming. I d- uh, I guess I dream to. I like to be a father. Yeah. So that's a dream, I guess. Okay, so I guess if you, you know, if you tell yourself every day, I am going to be a father. I am going to become a father, and the next day, I know that I'm going to become a father. It's more likely going to happen. Right. So I've been told. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people live by this way it, it, it's like it's having a positive mantra i think that makes sense yeah like it is just it's reinforcing what you were saying i see that the most starkly with apprentice contestants oh, there they're is. always saying like yeah. oh yeah i will be yeah. a trillionaire the next, next lord year. sugar yeah and but they are semi-successful all of them so you kind of have to think well are they successful well they i think they must be to get on the show they must have made some money yeah they all look like pretty miserable people, though. Yeah, but they kind of seem okay with it. That's a really good like point. Like, they, the, they are those people. They've made their peace with what they are. And they're the type of people that are like, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm selfish. I'm just that <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Person. They're not the most introspective people. No. But then maybe introspective people like you and I, I mean, are at, at a disadvantage a because we spend too long going... Oh, you know, should I do this? Should I do that? Mm. Whereas selfish people, people who don't think about this kind of stuff, mm. just kind of go bish, bash, bosh, make the money. It'd be really nice to, to have that way of thinking. But you do end up biting yourself in the bum because, you know, compassion goes a really long way. Yeah. And, you know, if you, if you end up hurting people as a result of your actions is not, not a good I don't think so no. sounds uh, a bit preachy but <laughs> I'm certainly happy that you are who you are rather than Aww. a rather than a uh, a selfish uh, businesswoman but sometimes I really wish I was a selfish businesswoman because then you know selfish businesswomen might have you know, more cash monies to buy the house, to have the big garden and to yeah. have the dog and, you know, this whole idea or, you know, that, I don't know. But money is only really good for making ourselves more comfortable in this world. Money can make you more comfortable. It can definitely help. Yeah. But also... Amazon do some cracking cushions for like £3.99 so we could just get those as well. Oh. Like what is, mo- like I feel like the the wealthiest of wealthy business people yeah. 
they enjoy the money gettingness. Yes. Well, that's why they've got it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. we th we think, oh, I wish we had that amount of money. But if I had that amount of money, I would you would have got it. Well, I would have never spent it all. <laughs> I don't have enough stuff that I want in this world. I mean, unless Facebook really upped the ads <laughs> yeah. quantity that they were throwing You've my way. You got to talk to Jess about this because I don't know. She sends in stuff to the group with like really interesting. Oh yeah, uh, suggestive. I've heard this uh, apparently. Yeah, I don't know what she. She sees the stuff on Wish. <laughs> That's it, Wish. Yeah, yeah. I get sent that stuff as well. I don't know what. Like, I must have bought something weird once. <laughs> That I didn't realize was a sex toy. <laughs> because it's why? It's like else? a carrot peeler. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined my carrot peeler for Sorry, me. sorry, people. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I'm thinking of this woman. I watched a documentary about excess. Yeah. And it was like in lots of different ways of life. Uh, that like, sounds really interesting. Yeah. And. It was like people who suffer from anorexia was a big part of it. Yeah. And one part of it was this businesswoman who was like super driven, worked like 18 hour days mm. and she was 40 and she was really struggling to have a kid. Mm. And she was, you could tell she was like having a very, uh, it's weird because I say that people like that generally aren't introspective but you can kind of feel like they kind of recognize it but they're kind of pushing past it at the yeah. same at the same time they're not really they don't want to engage with it maybe because right. it's too complex or hurtful yeah or they're too busy or they're too busy yeah 18 hour days i mean ah uh, disgusting yeah that's why we're not millionaires <laughs> <laughs> we can't even get out of bed in the morning no. how are we gonna make money does the light not wake you up like, does that not... Yeah, but I fight against that. Okay, brave. I get very... I've been very sleepy recently. I've been falling asleep in work all the time. Really? Yeah, all the time. Why do you think that is? There was, you... an, there was an award yesterday for most likely to fall asleep <laughs> in the job, and I won it unanimously. Oh, Ben. <laughs> Did you win any other prizes? Or? No, it's just okay, that. Just but I was that happy to, just to win anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty happy. Did they make this award especially for you? I'd assume so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I have fallen asleep a good couple of times. In class? Yeah. Because, and, well, are you, are you, is it like blood sugar level? Or? I don't know. My eyes just get so droopy. Yeah. That's all I can, that's the only analysis I can offer. Droopy eyes. I just think, I don't know if it's, I, I go to sleep at like after midnight. Yeah. I go to sleep between 12 and 1 normally. Or go to bed between 12, 12 and 1. 1. Yeah. And then I have to get up. I don't get up super early, but I get up normally at 7. So they say you should have on average 7 to 8 hours sleep. Yeah. So that's it. I should be getting it, yeah. really. Well, Maybe I'm just not having a good quality sleep. Yeah. Do you look at your phone before you go to bed? Yeah. Yeah. You think I need to start reading instead? Well, that's general advice that the blue light from our screens. Yeah, I've got the little blue lightsaber setting on my phone, but yeah. I'm sure I, I got into a good habit during lockdown of, of reading before bed instead of reading through That's twitter so nice. 
but I feel like that was more to I did a lot of like self-discipline during lockdown, like back, when I was back in Wales, yeah. just because I was, I just had nothing else to do. Like so you needed to create. That I was structure. working like one hour, to, one hour a day. Yeah. And I just thought like I'm gonna just fall into a huge hole yeah. if I don't. But then now that I have like more working hours and I'm like doing stuff and seeing people, mm. uh, and I'm living with Steph, I just don't feel like. Reading for half an hour before bed—that seems like a lot to me. It does. I completely understand that commitment, but I guess just give it a go. It might help. Yeah. What What would you read? We, me and Steph just did Amina's uh, reading class. What are they called? Book class. You know what Amina does? Am what on book uh, on her bookstagram? Yeah, we did it on Zoom, like where we discussed a book. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, it was called Red at the Bone. Yeah. Oh, yes. I've seen her talk about this. Yeah. Was it interesting? I thought it was a good book, yeah. Mm. And I loved uh, discussing it with Amina and whoever else was there. Uh, so, yeah, maybe I'm thinking I should start reading more novels because I feel like I'm going to get to 50 <laughs> and probably rediscover a, a love of books. At the moment, I, I don't like books. It's too much effort for me to... To read them. Have you been reading quite heavy books? I don't read books at the moment. But, but if you were, like, what, if, you, because it's, you know, you're, you've been put, it sounds to me like you've been put off reading or you don't want to approach reading because the types of books that you were reading maybe sound like they're just a bit intense to be reading half an hour off before bed. Maybe, or I'm, I'm not sure what it is. I think it's just that you get so much more stimulation from watching a YouTube video with yeah. like someone screaming, whereas like a quiet <laughs> book where everything's quiet. And... No, but they can be screaming in the book and you can be in that moment where it's really tense. Yeah, maybe I just struggle to get into them. Yeah. I started playing uh, classical music during it and that tends to help Ooh, nice. my reading. It's almost like meditating them where I yeah. can like focus Yeah. My... Focus that's, my that's mind. pretty cool. I did an exam the other day and I listened to classical music through the whole thing. And so did it help? I think it did. When do you get your results? Uh, next week, I think. Rooting for you. I thought I did okay. Well done. Yeah, so I think I should start reading like more classic novels. Yeah. Novels that I, I probably don't know. I probably only know like the very generic classics. You know what I mean? Um, list, sit, just list them off, say one. Like Gatsby and Catcher yeah. in the Rye and To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. I feel like those are like, those are like an idiot's idea of what <laughs> the great books are. That's because we all had to study them in bloody GCSE. Well, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why they were there. And I did love those books. Yeah. But it took me a long time. Well, because we were trying to comprehend when we were quite young. Yeah. I think giving it another go now, you might have a different experience. Yeah. But I think now I need to... Do you have a favourite book? Um, God of Small Things by Aaron Dutiboy. Um, I read a few years ago and it really moved me. And that's um, a novel, is it? It is a novel. I, I only read novels. Right. I don't... Um, yeah, I've never read non... Oh, I have read a non-fiction book, but it's more like a kind of like lifestyle type thing rather than... Like a self-help. 
Yeah, rather than a, a history book. Yeah. Um, During lockdown, I, re- I, li- I read uh, the history of horse racing. Oh my God, wow. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. Well, but, it was semi interesting. Why? why? It's just the only book I could find in my room. Okay. I must have, I think Did I got. Did you ask for it for Christmas? Or? No, certainly not. I hate horse racing. <laughs> but I must have got it for my degree like 10 years ago. It was it was horse racing in America, okay, and like right, how they yeah, tried yeah. to bring that into um, how they tried to bring it from the UK to America. Okay, so making it part of their culture. Yeah, which it, so it was quite interesting from like a perspective of how American culture is different and how promoters uh, approach trying to make money out of things and how they introduced things into cultures for the first time yeah and just how different life was in the 1800s yeah uh but also it was a lot of horse racing results from the 1800s (laughs) (laughs) where am i i don't know i don't know if these times are good or not yeah so my my grandma is um she's 87 no she's 88 and i think she's actually turning 89 this year she avidly watches the horse racing anytime i'm around the house there's some form of horse racing she put money on it um no she gives us money when so they did like a grand national drawing names out of the hat for everybody in the family um so no, she doesn't bet her own money. But for her, like as a woman who is on her way out, as sad as that is for me to say, like horse racing is still something that she can connect with and keeps her mind going. Like she knows about all of these, like the bloodline of all of the horses. Oh wow! And and all of the families involved, and like it's a really tight-knit community of well, maybe there is people. more to it if i finish that book <laughs> yeah. that's good was it, she was into it as a child i don't or? think she no she was never like involved in horse racing i think she's just always interested she's it. always watched it though yeah. yeah okay i wonder what we'll have when we're lo- we're older to what will our life i don't want to say devolve into but no evolve 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 yeah that's yeah. better well uh what do you think we'll be doing in our 70s? Where, where do you picture yourself? Like, what's the... I picture myself in a comfy chair, somewhere a little bit hotter. Are you inside or outside in the scene? I'm on the, I'm on the porch. The porch. Yeah. It's your chair slightly rocking. It's rocking a little bit. Yeah. Have you got a bit of straw in your mouth? I'm polishing my gun. Oh, you're polishing your gun. Yeah. Okay. Ready for the commies. <laughs> because that's had a resurgence. It has. Yeah. I might have to go to this evolution quicker than yeah. I thought. Yeah. I think I think life for me will not be about... I, w- I don't think I'll be chasing anything when I'm older. No. I think I'll just find a comfortable chair. Yes. Sit back and... Slow down. Yeah. And let everyone else younger than you do the chasing. Yeah. I think I'll be happy to... I think I'll make my peace with my exit that way. That sounds so lovely. Like you've, that's part of, that's visualizing. Right. 
you know, you're visualizing probably, my you're, death. You'll probably get no, no, not. I mean, we're all gonna bloody die, aren't we? Yeah. But just knowing that, you know, when you're 88, that's where you want to be, and you'll get there. Well, I hope I get to 88. Yeah, most likely not. Men tend to die younger than women, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the average life expectancy no, is. No, I feel like it must the be the one good. thing that we have is we last longer than you. You've got a lot going for you. You've got um, more empathetic. Mm. Are we talking about men versus women now? Okay, let's go for it for a little bit. I believe women are, it's almost a scientific fact that you're more empathetic. I think, yeah, like biologically. Although it could just be one of those facts that I haven't bothered checking. Um, I think as a like biological thing, because we have a baby, we therefore need to be um, more... I don't, I don't know whether empathetic is the right word. We're just more like, we, we have to protect, we have to protect the young. Right. And perhaps then therefore that makes us more empathetic. I, I'm just spitballing here, but yeah. evolutionarily. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good word. <laughs> the, uh, uh, women would be at home with the baby and we'd probably be like out all day collecting sticks. Uh, or some, I don't know what they did back in no, the day. No, weren't the men, men, uh, so it's hunter-gatherer communities. So the women would probably have the babies on their back and they would be out. Oh, so they'd be out as well. Picking berries. Okay. And men might be fighting each other or killing animals. That sounds like us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two of our favorite pastimes right there. Fighting each other. Yeah. Although women can be, I was talking to someone the other day about how girls bullying, mm. I read, w w can be a lot more vicious than male bullying. Savage. Because male bullying will just be like, you get punched in the face. I and then wish, you kind of wash it off and then it's like, oh, I right. really wish we had a bit more fisticuffs when we were younger. Yeah. Um, I think things would have been well, you've still got time. so much more quickly. I mean, you These know, are your if prime anybody fighting years. wants to meet me in the car park and we'll just throw a few punches, then give me give me a, a call. Um, we did actually have a fight club at school. Did you? Yeah. Did you year, have a fight Year 11. Anyone that I know? Uh, I don't know whether you met Maria. Um, I don't remember her, Maria. Maria. She, um, she, she was rough. She was the best person to fight against in Fight Club because mm. you knew you were going to get a good fight. Um, so the, the thing was you would obviously not talk about it. And then secondly, you would meet in the middle of the room and then you would, so you'd have to get the other person to your side of the classroom mm. by any means possible. Okay. Um, that sounds, was this school sanctioned? No. Oh, right. And we just had the classroom because we were the we were the like we were the good class. We were the nerdy I losers. See. So no one ever suspected. So you like to let your hair down, <laughs> right? No one ever suspected that we would have a fight club, um, and yeah, sadly it didn't continue for too long. No. Um, but like you said, you know, girls vicious long-lasting especially in, a, in an all-girls yeah, school psychological trauma mm. um i think yeah some places have, yeah it's been quite quite bad for some people yeah um 
it's nice to be nice at the end of the day. Yeah, I feel like you reach a certain <laughs> age where you think, you know, what, I'm going to be nice from now on. Yeah, because nice things happen to you as a result. Yeah, well, it's, that's the idea. Well, yeah, you're more likely to have a positive response from things if you approach life with a positive point of view. I was just saying to someone the other day, like, it really does feel sometimes like God is angry at me. Oh, what? You're religious. Yesterday, well, no, but okay. yeah. yesterday I uh, I was with my friend and she was saying, oh, um, that person has uh, sangria, I think, but I can't figure out, you know, in that market and you have to, in, yeah, you yeah. have to order it on an app, yeah. but you order from like 18 different places. So oh, we were trying to figure out places. where to get the sangria from. Yeah. And I said, don't worry, I'll go over there and find out for you where they got the sangria so I did that. I thought, like, this is me being a great guy yeah, using my good. communication skills. Initiative. Yeah, came back over, broke into a little jog, face planted in front of <laughs> in front of the whole market. I'm sorry, I'm with laughing. With several, I want to say, like, at least a hundred people oh, were all looking straight Who at me. You? Did it hurt? Like physically? No, more just I know the ego. Yeah. No, do you know what? I didn't actually fall, but I like staggered so much <laughs> that I, it would have been better to fall. It was like several huge strides to like catch myself. Arms were flailing. It, I don't think of you as being like a um, mal-coordinated person. I'm very clumsy. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I spill drinks all the time. How do you, how do you play football then? Yeah, football I'm quite coordinated. Okay. I'm quite like a slick, I'd say, footballer. You look, you look pretty coordinated when I saw you running the other day. Yeah? Like, I was doing it right. in motion. Good, good, yeah. good. You, like you said, God was not... No, what did you say? God... God was angry at Angry me. at you. Yeah. At least you didn't have the sangria jar in your hand and it... That's true. Spilled everywhere. That's true. Although I did later pour... Oh, no passion fruit frozen daiquiri all over myself oh fuck all over my legs were you wearing white trousers no i was wearing a dark suit so i thought you know what <laughs> you're fine i'll just let it I seep think, in ben you know you're not the only person to spill drinks at mercato metropolitano no i was there with katie and we were sat so this was in the single days and it's like go to mercato metropolitano and you'll get you know You'll get, get lucky. You'll get lucky. Will you? You'll get lucky. Is that right? Um, I've only been once and it was mediocre. But the people spilled their drinks and it was like this really fancy Italian man who just bought a new pair of Armani white jeans. Wow. And his mate was this really outrageously spoken Colombian who um, had just bought a bottle of red wine and... I don't know how far down the bottle of red wine we were, but he did like this big gesture and the bottle went and it went all down oh, the no. white Armani jeans. And I've never seen a man have quite a massive hissy fit and wow. strop as this Italian. I mean, I'd imagine that those jeans cost a bit of money. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, it was really painful. That's why you don't need money at the end of the day. Well, because they're only going to get red wines. Red wine's going to get everywhere, yeah. all over the mansion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's such a good point. We should just learn to be comfortable with what we've got. Amen to that, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia, the podcast is over. 
Well, I don't quite know what to say. <laughs> well, this is the part where we say goodbye. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye, Ben. It's well, been... no, we say goodbye to the folks. Oh, goodbye, folks. Because I'll turn the mics off and you'll yeah. still technically be here. We'll have to still make conversation with each other when I turn the mics so off. So this is where I've, yeah, I didn't really get the whole concept of the podcast. Yeah, the folks are going to be, yeah, the folks are going to oh, be listening. Folks, I, I hope, I hope that you've enjoyed yourself. I personally have. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, I think it was well them. worth the wait. I oh, think, I think the folks are going to be happy that I finally got you on. No, oh, well... Definitely our most requested guest. Why? Well, I've always asked people uh, who, sh who I should get on and they've always said you. Okay, well... I um, think that you're more of a leader than you might suspect. You have a bit more reverence. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the response is, you know, because expectations are one thing yeah. and then reality is another true but folks i hope you've enjoyed the show thanks for tuning in thank you so much for having me as well and for requesting no, thanks my for coming presence. around no thank don't thank me thank the folks for requesting um, you I'm thanking oh the folks. you were yeah <laughs> it, it does get confusing now that we've introduced the folks into the conversation <laughs> oh thank you for coming uh goodbye to the folks at home. I'm all alone every night. How I moan and how I fight those big city blues. I walk for miles, place to place, but no one smiles to help me chase those big city blues.